Welcome to Meet the Filmmakers at the Apple Store, Regent Street in London. Would you please welcome our guest moderator, Chris Hewitt. Hi everyone, thank you for coming. Shouldn't you all be at work? No? Okay, I should be at work, but anyway, I'm here. Uh, thank you all for coming. Uh, Love, Rosie is a uh, often bittersweet, often heartwarming rom-com about two BFFs who really want to be together, but you know, life just keeps getting in the way. Before we meet the stars of the film, let's take a look at the trailer. I'm so embarrassed about last night. <laughs> like, which part? All of it. You can't tell anyone. Hi. Hey. Hi. Alex Stewart. I know boy-girl friendships can be quite complicated sometimes, but you can always here if you need to talk. What do you think? Boobs are natural or pushed up? Is, is it for dancing or is it, or is it, um, hmm. Just look at Greg. What a bimbo. Seriously, what though? He invited me to the school dance. Hey, gorgeous. See ya. Wanker. Oh, Greg. Wait a minute. You did what? This place is a dead end. Let's get out of here. Flee the country. Maybe <laughs> it's what you want to do, isn't it? I've got news. Scholarship to Harvard. Have you heard back from Boston College yet? No. I've been feeling sick. Oh, I had it all sussed. Now it's pregnant. Wave goodbye to Korean. <laughs> Who's the dad? She's Greg's. He ran after Ibiza the minute he heard. And now my best friend's moving to Boston. So this is what it feels like. Keep in touch, OK? I hope you got my present. Thanks for the book, Alex. I know she'll love it one day. Why is it? Rosie? Bethany? Tomorrow I fly out again at New York, Boston. You should look up Alex. So we're getting married. You told me to come there. It wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for you. It's my best friend. I'm your best friend. Get it yet? Sometimes you don't see that the best thing that's ever happened to you is right under your nose. You're looking way too hot right now, <laughs> Please welcome the stars of Love, Rosie, Lily Collins and Sam Claflin. I'm just going to take my Apple iPhone out of my pocket. Give <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Claflin a new iPhone. Mr. Claflin a new yeah. iPhone. Um, welcome, guys. Thank All you. dolled up for the premiere and making me look like I'm just a slacker in a Star Wars t-shirt. But uh, Oh, I'm, I'm changing for the premiere. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> me too. Do you have a... a <laughs> you excited about the premiere, which isn't about an hour, hour and a half, yeah. something like that? Yeah, it's quite weird. I was just hearing the, the trailer and, and it just makes it seem more real. It's like it's finally coming out, which I guess you forget when you're making a movie because it's such an intimate experience as it's happening that you forget sometimes there's an end result coming from it and that it actually will be in theaters. So it's a bit of a wake-up call. I guess the day of the premiere is a good wake-up call time. <laughs> the, uh, do you watch the film or do you duck out the back? Can you watch yourself on screen? Well, this will actually be the first time I've seen the finished film. So, uh, and I feel like, uh, you know, the, the way to learn as an actor is to watch yourself and to learn from your own mistakes. 
So undoubtedly, I'll be watching my mistakes <laughs> this <laughs> evening. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see it. Fantastic. So uh, l let's talk about the, the, the film itself, because you filmed this a year ago, over a year ago now? Yeah, like a, a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago, and then you forget about it, and then it comes out. And <laughs> you completely forget <laughs> everything. <laughs> okay. um, so you play Rosie. Yes. Tell us about Rosie, who Rosie is. Um, Rosie is a young girl who um, has a best friend who she loves, but doesn't quite realize it yet. And she's planning to go to school with him and kind of live out their friendship for as many years as she thinks possible. And she finds out that she's pregnant and kind of the rest of her life changes from that point on. Um, but instead of falling victim to something that could be seen as a negative thing, she turns it into a positive and ends up growing from the experience and becomes the young woman that she was meant to become. And um, she's not a caricature of what I think reality TV um, shows as a teen mom nowadays. She's very strong and confident and um, ends up bettering herself because of her daughter. So when you first read the script, was it, uh, was it that aspect that drew you in or just the idea to play this multifaceted character who grows over a period of 12 years in the movie? Yeah, the idea that I got to age 10 years, which doesn't seem like a lot, but from 18 to 28, it's, it's great to be able to show kind of an age range. But also I've wanted to strangely play pregnant I've wanted to do a romantic comedy, and I've always wanted to play British um, to get back to my original accent that I had when I was a little girl. So I was going to say, that's pretty freaky, the accent <laughs> thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, where did the accent come from? Was it the accent you had as a kid growing up, or did you... Yeah, no, that's, that's how I sounded as a little five-year-old. Um, okay. I moved to L.A. when I turned six, and then I started putting on an American accent, and it just stuck. Um, so this is how I naturally sound. I know, I'd, I kind of watched movies and listened to my friends because I got made fun of. Um, <laughs> but then I just can put it back on like that and it feels quite natural. And then we had a dialect coach to make sure that everything was perfect, but yeah. Oh, fantastic. And, uh, and Sam, I presume that's your accent from, from birth? Just yeah. About, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And you've never wanted to play pregnant? No, I have, desperately. <laughs> oh, really? I, I, I'm, I'm thinking of doing the remake of Junior that Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> did. That will be on the internet in five <laughs> seconds, you realise that. Uh, but have you wanted to do a rom-com? Has this been a, a sort of itch you wanted to scratch for a while? Yeah, I mean, I've grown up loving rom-coms. Uh, like, Hugh Grant has been kind of my idol, I guess. Uh, and then everything that Richard Curtis equally touches is... You know, I've, I've grown up watching and... You know, I love to laugh and I love to cry. And uh, I think that's what romantic comedies are made for um, and you know th this this particular script came across my desk uh, not that I actually own a desk but it came across <laughs> my path I read it um, and yeah it immediately sort of spoke to me there was a lot that you know I think a lot of people can relate to um, Alex specifically was a character that you know was very close to home for me uh, and it's the first time that I'd ever done anything contemporary so yeah in what way uh, head home um, what way was he close to you I just think I just think that a lot of the decisions that Alex in particular makes are decisions that I would undoubtedly make if I was put in the same circumstances or in the same situations. Um, there was, uh, yeah, no, I think I think every every single step of the way is kind of I would have done, done exactly the same. He has a very similar sense of humour, and it's the first time I get to play a bit goofy, which is me all over, really. Um, so you know, it's it's a part of me that hasn't been shown, and hopefully people will like enough to want to see more of, so. Um, so how goofy are you? You don't own a desk. 
It's a, that's how goofy I am. That's I, it, that's I tried goofy. to put the desk together and it didn't work. Um, just became a piece of modern art. Give Mr. Claflin a desk. Mr. Give Mr. Claflin a desk. Um, so the, the 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 film, as I said, runs b- uh, over a period of twelve years. It gives you a chance to play your own ages as well, but also eighteen, which is where the film begins. Now that's not too far away for you guys, but what was it like going back to that age? Oh, we had so much fun. I think Christian, our director, had said to us like. What did you wear back in the day? What did what music did you listen to? And Sam and I started listing all this stuff, and a lot of those songs ended up in the movie. And like with the dancing sequences and the prom, it's like I totally remember going to prom and trying to make a guy jealous by dancing with another person. And I thought I was looking all cool, and I looked really awkward. And it's like I think the most awkward moments of high school we we kind of paint in this film as being. Um, not we don't like glorify the awkward moments, but it's in those awkward moments that you find the comedy. And um, playing 18 again, there's something just very kind of freeing, and all of a sudden, all these things become more acceptable to do. And I think that's when we both bo- um, both became most goofy, yeah. because it was like, oh, it's fine, we're playing 18. Um, we're all goofy at 18. Yeah, it's more acceptable at 18, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was the most fun, I think. So uh, we've got a clip now, but I just want to set it up. So the, uh, the relationship between Alex and Rosie when the movie begins is they've been friends since childhood, uh, best friends. There's something there, an underlying romantic tension, fair to say? Well, I, th- I, think, I, think it, I don't think there has up until the point they hit 18 okay. and they share like, an unexpected some, you know, a moment, basically. Mm. And uh, from that moment... Sparks start flying, but they don't know how to deal with you know whether to pursue that them mm. sparks uh, or to keep their friendship. They're worried that they might lose something special. Mm. So, and uh, that romantic moment has just happened, and uh, Rosie was drunk during the romantic moment and doesn't necessarily remember it. So that sets up the clip. Play the clip. Oh, I behave so badly. <laughs> Bad can be good too. Good. It was awful. Oh, I feel sick even thinking about it. Like, which part? All of it. It never happened. Alex, okay, you can't, you can't tell anyone. <sighs> Rosie had a stomach pump. Rosie had a stomach. <laughs> How did we get home from the hospital? Uh, Mum picked this up. They needed a parent's name, so obviously I didn't want to give yours. And she thinks it's my fault anyway. You know, terrible influence, blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, you are. So now, I've spent two hours in the library every day for a fortnight. Nightmare. Yeah, it could be worse. Bethany Williams has just got a part-time job there. Yeah, right. What? Bethany Williams. Mm-hmm. Forget it. Even I want to sleep with her. For your information, she has been giving me the eye. She's probably just wondering why you haven't squeezed that zit on your forehead. No, come here. I can do it for you. So, Lily, was that very much like your room when you were 18? Actually, all the, f- all the photos on the walls are actually mine. Really? Yeah, all, a lot of my best friends are in them. And every movie I do, I make sure that I put specific ones in there. And so my friends have to go through and like find themselves on the big screen. <laughs> um, but yeah, I took a lot of... I, I, I told the set design things that I thought Rosie would have, uh-huh. things that I had. And then there were lots of surprises. But the second that I walked in, I thought, oh my God, this is exactly how I would have pictured Rosie's room. Oh it was a God. great combination of her and some bits of me. Okay, so is there a, a, a sort of blurred line between the two of you? 
where you, where do you end and Rosie begins and vice versa? Let's uh, deep. I found that very difficult, actually. I still don't know. Yeah. Um, as I read the script, I related a lot. But then you get into the making of it and then, you know, Rosie and Alex have such a specific relationship and their friendship is, is like, is very specific. <clears throat> and then when you cast someone like Sam, you have another, you have a Rosie and an Alex and you have Lily and Sam and, and it's just our journey kind of, you know, as actors, you have to live the lives of the characters in the movie. And because these characters were so similar to ourselves, we just had a lot of fun on set. So it's weird to look at a scene and go, was that, were we acting or was that improv? Because so much of the film ended up being improv as well. Okay, interesting. Was that your recollection as well, Sam? A lot of improv, a lot of stuff just off the top of your head? Yeah, I, th I think that was what, again, attracted me to the, the actual uh, the, the project, that Christian Ditter, the director, was very, very keen on, you know, making things seem real. And uh, most of the time, to be fair, that any sort of romantic moment where me and Lily were like, inches apart from each other christian's face again was an inch apart but just out of camera shot so uh but he he felt very much a part of it as well you know he, he liked to get his hands dirty he liked to be a part of the action so he definitely allowed us a lot of freedom to play and um you know we would kind of whisper things to me saying make lily laugh make lily laugh and he wouldn't tell me and he'd tell me piss sam off and so we would have to like... We'd, we'd be basically playing actions that were completely opposite. But So I was just making funny noises and putting funny faces while she was trying not to laugh. But cry. Okay. Yeah. When she, when she was... Yes, you were told to cry and I was told to make, make you laugh. laugh. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. so I was crying and laughing and snorting. And I was like, what, <laughs> oh, wow. what does that do, you know? And did that make the movie? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so from that scene there, were there any moments of improvisation in there? For example, a bit about squeezing the sit at the end. That seems like an ad lib. But well, may not no, be. That, that definitely wasn't my zip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just awkwardly pointed it out. That was CG. <laughs> yeah. CG yeah. I think it was more the, um, kind of the, the, the location and the direction of the scene. Like the, yeah. the words could have been there, but he and I would maybe just be waiting for a shot to be set up and I'd just be lying on the bed and he'd be sitting there hanging out and Christian would say, quick, let's shoot it now. And a scene that was supposed to take place standing up by the door ended up being lying on the bed. Or it just seemed to be kind of the atmosphere changed the direction of a scene. Okay. And, uh, and Sam, I have to ask about the hair in that sequence. It's beautiful hair, right? It's My Justin hair. Bieber look. Uh, yeah. It's very good hair. You, you uh, pre-Bieber, I'm guessing. Pre-Bieber, yeah. I, I set the trend. Bieber <laughs> was copying me. No, I, it, do you know what? I think, I think most guys my age would have gone through a phase where they were trying to copy Westlife or <laughs> back, uh, Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys or whatever. It was, it was that constant, like, you know, I, but I immediately felt like a 60, 18 year old guy when I had that wig on. It was, I immediately started having this little twitch, you know, kind of going. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a part of it. It's a part of it. Amazing. It's a part of my teenage years. Do you, do you feel sitting in chairs like this even more like Westlife now? Do you want to stand up and do a key <laughs> change? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a hands free mic. You just <laughs> never know. Absolutely. Um, so who who was on board first? I believe Lily, it was you. Is this is this right? I was. Um, uh, one of the producers of the movie was on Mortal Instruments, and one day we were on set, and he just um, <laughs> thanks. Um, he he started asking me like, have you ever wanted to do a comedy? Have you ever wanted to play pregnant? And have you ever wanted to play British? And I thought it was the most random three questions, all of which I said yes. And then like the next day, he handed me a script and said, well, read this and tell me what you think. And it involved all three. Um, and it was Love, Rosie, and I fell in love with it. So the director flew in, and I met with him, and that was kind of it. 
Fantastic. And uh, had you read the book? I, Where I, hadn't, end? I was not uh, um, aware of the book. I, of course, I knew of, C of Cecilia's book, P.S. I Love You, because it was made into a film. But I was unaware of the book. But afterwards, of course, then I looked it up. <laughs> and then I became familiar with the book. But I didn't want to read it before reading the script, because okay. I feel that kind of complicates things sometimes, because you have to truncate such a, a long story into such yeah. a small amount of time that the movie almost has to stand alone and you have to not get confused with what is incorporated into the book. Character-wise, you know, you want to get the sense of who the person is, but plot-wise, it does get quite confusing. Okay. And, uh, and Sam, I read uh, Christian said that uh, you were on board in the film within 15 seconds of meeting Lily. 15 seconds seems like a long time. I mean, <laughs> what did you do in those 15 seconds? Well, uh, where do I start? Um, no, I think I think the moment me and Lily met, there was an immediate bond, an immediate chemistry, like a connection. Um, we have a lot of mutual friends and connections within the industry. Uh, and we realized that we'd both auditioned for each other's Snow White project. So I, I auditioned for The Prince and the other one, and you auditioned for the Snow White and the one that I was in. So it was, we should have met so many times along the years, um, but for some reason, fate brought us together at this very fine moment um but yeah we, we were kind of sat together opposite one another in such an yeah, intense th this close <laughs> christian had us sitting like this close to each other analyzing each other's face and saying things about each other that we uh, for example i'd say lily just blinked because she loves me <laughs> and then i'd have to repeat that and then say you're touching your chin because you're anxious uh, yeah, so I'm anxious that she <laughs> loves me. <laughs> there you go. Um, so then it just was really awkward. And so after that, we kind of felt like we shared a past. Yeah. Because we both shared in this extremely bizarre process that Christian had in mind. Yeah. But it really helped right off the bat because right away we had a common commonality, really. Okay. And did you work out, uh, you know, it's hard to work in chemistry together, I guess, except if you're in school, obviously. But uh, did you work on the backstory, on the relationship? And, and how did you go about doing that? I, I don't think we needed to. There was just, it was just always so easy on set. And I, I think as long as there was a, a bond and some sort of form of uh, connection there, I don't think it was sort of necessary for us to remember that when our characters were eight years old we went paragliding together with our parents but your mum felt like fell sick and yeah uh, none of that trying to jump off a cliff but i saved her yeah we do we, yeah, that's, we that's of, a prequel right there. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. a prequel. but no we, we kind of didn't need to in no. a great way um, and i mean it, he left halfway through filming to go shoot the riot club and uh there you go. Yeah. Got your little whoop whoop. <laughs> um, and when he left halfway through, it really felt like Alex was leaving Rosie, uh, that Sam was leaving me, because I was now left pregnant and alone <laughs> um, what did to you fend, do? Fend, <laughs> for, <laughs> fend for myself. Um, like no, I but said, the chemistry was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but because we had become so close and we shot all of those scenes at the beginning, yeah. when he left, it was only my sh scenes without him when I was basically lying to Alex, telling him, not telling him I was pregnant. Yeah. So when he left, it was like, it was the most bizarre, like empty feeling that Rosie was feeling because he wasn't there, you know, it was yeah. bizarre. And he didn't come back. He never came back. No, I never came back. Oh, no. man. That was it. And then Greg <laughs> came back, and that whole thing happened, and he still didn't come back. <laughs> I was busy being out. I was so much in the, in the mindset of my character in the Riot Club. I don't think I wanted yes. him to come back because he was <laughs> a horrible nice person on that movie. 
I yeah. I sent you. A, I sent you a picture. Bloody like and disgusting. Like yeah. Bloodied up. <laughs> and I was like, here we go. This is me now. And I had yeah. a little five-year-old, and we were like, <laughs> yeah. So we've got the prequel sorted and the sequel sorted, <laughs> just <laughs> exactly. in case. Just in case. Um, how do you? Were you familiar with the book, Sam, beforehand? I I, I was. I, again, similar, exactly the same as Lily. I, I wasn't familiar with that this was a book. Uh, I was familiar with Cecilia Ahern and uh, P.S. I Love You, as well as the film. Um, I'm, j- I'm not much of a reader. I don't, I don't hang out in bookshops or libraries. You don't have a desk. <laughs> why, <laughs> yeah, exactly. why would you read? No shelves or, or a desk. I actually live in a box. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, I think similarly, again, to Lily, the moment I had read the script and knew that I liked the story, it was important to me to kind of at least read this, you know, the read the book to have an understanding of who these characters are uh, in Cecilia's mind. Um, but I think it's always important for an actor to kind of bring their own interpretation anyway. Like, I mean, um, you know, I, I kind of learned the hard way through the Hunger Games and all that sort of side of things that trying to portray a character who is quite literally God um, <laughs> uh, was near impossible. Uh, so I can only do the best I can, if yeah. you know what I mean. So I think. So the, uh, the book uh, is set in Ireland. Uh, the film is not. Or you disappointed? We filmed it we filmed in, in Ireland. Ireland. So precisely. That's where I was going. You see that? Um, <laughs> but were you disappointed not to get a chance to trot out the Irish accent and what's that like? Mine's terrible, obviously. But I, w- I mean, I was a little disappointed. I have to admit. Like I really wanted to do it, but no one really let me. And anytime you want to start, just <laughs> 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 so I could, I could be Irish. I, I mean, I swear to you, it's like I, that's I good. That is go. genuinely good. But I, I, I was, I was quite excited for. Um, I, I, I was I was w- wanting and willing, but then I think there were so many of us that were English as well. It just sort of seemed silly. But uh, what I like about it is that it is kind of, it's not based anywhere in particular. You know, it's it has got that kind of, it could be anywhere. Um, I mean, where else has a beach? <laughs> like LA. L- LA. <laughs> we could have done it in LA. We could have shot it in LA. Then I wouldn't have but had to do an accent. I think me running away to Boston is more of a yeah. That would have not been accessible. as cool. Yeah. So you you shot it in Ireland. What was that experience like? That was amazing. Yeah. Um, we we were right. You tried a Guinness. I tried. A, I didn't like it. He finished. <laughs> he finished mine. Um, yeah, it was amazing. We were right by Grafton Street. We were in the middle of Dublin. We all were staying at the same hotel. It was kind of you'd run into each other everywhere, and we all went to pubs and watch soccer games and went out after work all the whole crew though because everyone football yeah, yeah. sorry yeah. Oh, translate for you english football <laughs> sorry um uh yeah no we would all hang out afterwards with the crew and and you know wake up early the next morning but it it was such a, a small intimate experience and mm. and i think dublin was a great place to have that fantastic and sam did you convert lily to Norwich's cause, Norwich City's cause? No. <laughs> no, I, d- I didn't really have a hope in hell. Um, but no, we, we went to go and see the Champions League final because um, mm-hmm. our director was German uh, and a lot of the producers were German. So we all kind of went collectively to, to, to kind of catch that uh, in a great way. That was That's fun. Not bad. In the stadium itself or on? No, no, oh, just, okay. just, no, just, no, just on cool. TV. Just, Irish just on yeah. TV. Yeah. All right, okay. Irish pub. Okay. And uh, we have one more clip and then we'll throw it up to you guys for questions. Now, this is, uh, this is a clip a little bit later in the film. Rosie's had her baby, had her child. Now she's working in a hotel. And uh, Suki Waterhouse's character, Bethany, I don't know if you want to set up who Bethany is. Lily. Bethany is the Britney Spears of the school. She was kind of the popular one. Um, the 
I mean, I was. She's. You, you were Christina to her Britney. Is what you're trying to say? Hardly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I was her genie in a bottle. Um, no, uh, she's she's the one that kind of ends up with him going to prom, and she's my arch nemesis, I guess you would say, in the movie. So I don't really like her very much. This is her grand re-entrance. Dun, dun, dun. Sounds like a superhero movie. It does. <laughs> <doesn't> it? It <laughs> does. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a look at the clip. I mean, seriously, could you find further proof of how <laughs> my life is? Bethany! Rosie Dunn. You work here now? I just got promoted to reception. Oh, congratulations. But you, your success, it's, uh, it's amazing. Oh, I've just flown from Morocco. Tomorrow I fly out again at New York, Boston, Chicago, Nightmare. The heart bleeds. Yeah. Boston, you should look up Alex. Really? Alex Stewart. You guys still keep in touch? Of course. He could do with a friendly face. Great. I'll get his details from you later. <sighs> Thanks. Oh. Can I get some Evian sent up to my room? It's the only water I can drink. Three bottles and maid service twice a day. Mm. That's how your life is. That's twice now, Lily. You've done that bleep thing. Can you just do that on command? Is oh, it? No, it's just, it comes with the accent. <laughs> <laughs> the bleeps come with the British accent. It's just a natural thing. <laughs> uh, okay, let's take some questions for you guys now. We have some roving microphones going around. There's two ladies here right here in the front row. What advice did your parents and family give you when you um, told them you wanted to be an actor? Uh, they were uh, they were very very supportive. They were, they 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 wanted me to. Uh, you know, go out and do whatever I wanted to do. I, I have uh, three other brothers, two older and one younger. Uh, and I think my older brothers had messed up their lives so much <laughs> that it was okay when it got to me. They were like, do you know what? Just do what you want. Um, no, but uh, the truth of it is that they were very, very supportive and they, they definitely kind of... Uh, my mum especially, she, 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 loves, she loves drama and acting and, you know, musicals. So I spent a lot of my time doing musicals, and I think she knew that I was a bit of a drama queen. Like, even when I played football, I'd probably spend most of the game crying. <laughs> so, <laughs> or pretending I was injured, or whatever, you know, making excuses for myself. So I think she knew that I was always gonna be in, in the arts. Um, but yeah, th they, they just kind of told me to go for it, you know, to keep going and keep trying, and to, to you know, never forget how passionate you are about that. If you dream enough, you know, uh, and you, you work hard enough, that you, I think dreams, dreams are reachable, you know? Thank you very much. And uh, Lily, just bring you in as well. I mean, parental advice, did you, uh, did you get any? Uh, in terms of um, you said, I want to be an actor. Yeah, no, it was both my mom and my dad always have encouraged me to do what I'm passionate about. And as long as you're choosing the decision because you feel it's right for you, you can't have any regrets and no one can tell you that it's the wrong decision for you. So... They always knew that I liked to play dress up and be creative. So I think it was quite inevitable that I'd be playing characters as I got older. Excellent, thank you. Uh, did you have a question? Yes, as well. Thank you. Hi there. Hello. I'm Shannon. This is Lily. Hello. Hi, Lily. Lily. <laughs> and we have a joint question. So um, did you feel, because you've both been in action movies, obviously you more instruments and you Hunger Games, did you feel you had to go in here, this rom-com, mentally preparing yourself differently or was it like the same? No stunt work. That was lovely. <laughs> Not having to, to train physically for this. Um, I was really excited to just 
I guess kind of like you said earlier, you were so yourself in this. I just got to be me. And um, it was really nice to have such a, a small amount of people in the production as opposed to a huge studio film, which is always fun as well. But there's something quite intimate about having a small group in a film like this that is, is more of a small town feel. And... Um, yeah, I didn't feel like, I mean, accent-wise, I was training for a couple months just to make sure it was perfect. But other than that, it was quite a relief to just wake up and come to work and be me. It was nice. And I, it meant that I didn't have to eat chicken and asparagus and <laughs> spend every day, all day in the gym. So I was quite content. Um, but no, I mean, similarly, like it was just nice to kind of turn up and be myself without feeling the pressure of people trying to kill me like the Hunger Games was. Um, and I think the Hawaiian jungle was against me, whereas Dublin definitely embraced me. Um, so, yeah. Thank you. And Lily, you fall off a bar stool in this. There's a big stunt right at the very beginning There actually the is a couple <laughs> scenes that had stunts in it, I will say. I had to fall off a bar stool. I had to, I had to kick a magazine. This is really dumb. This shouldn't dumb. have been a stunt. This you made it a I stunt. I made this a stunt. Um, there was a metal trash bin... Um, that I was stomping on a magazine in and the bin came out of the lining or something and scooped out my leg and I have a scar. I had to have a, I'd go to the like doctor and get it stitched and I have like a scar now. Yeah. And you know, it wasn't a stunt. I was in a, I was putting my foot in a trash bin. <laughs> Anything I can get to make a stunt, I try. And <laughs> um, what have we learned? Don't put your foot in the bin. Don't put your foot in the bin. Don't put your foot in the bin. <laughs> uh, yes, please. There's a lady here right at the very, very back. Thank you. Hello. Hi. Hello. First of all, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, my question is, I know neither of you are stranger to book-to-movie adaptations with Clary and Finnick, but do you still feel a pressure when a film comes out, which you know used to be a book, about how readers might... Good question. I think inevitably there is kind of an added pressure just because people have a preconceived idea of what a character should be like. But... You're never going to please everybody. And um, we as actors have to focus on kind of the task at hand, which is the movie. And if you worry too much about living up to everyone's expectations, you kind of lose your own view of the character. And as long as you go into it knowing what your view of the character is, having done research from the book and the script and hopefully spoken to the writer and then the director, um, then if your character has a consistency throughout it and has the aura of the character from the book, then I don't think you can really go wrong. But um, it, there's, yeah, there's an added element to it. But if you focus too much on it, you can't kind of live in the moment. And those are the most special moments in this movie, I think. They're the ones that just came spur of the moment. Yeah, I, th I think it's different depending on the book and depending on the part. Um, like, for example, with Finnick, I definitely felt <laughs> one hell of a pressure um, to kind of uh, make people believe that I was their Finnick or worthy of Finnick. Um, and everyone had a very, very different preconceived idea as to who should play that part. But everyone had a very, very contrasting opinion. And I think that's what you quickly realize with books. Everyone uses their imagination and no one sort of sees the same things over and over again. So all I can do is try to do, you know, my best Zac Efron, Brad Pitt, uh, Grant Gustin impression, you know. I, that's all I can do. I, I can only sort of do my interpretation of... The best of everyone. <laughs> uh, I just don't have the looks. That's the problem. It's it's it's, it's not worthy of an R. It's my parents' fault. <laughs> I blame my parents. Oh dear. Okay, <laughs> right over here, please. There's a young lady here, and then here. Thank you. 
Hi, I'm Molly. Hi, Molly. Hi. My question's for Sam. I find you hugely inspirational as an actor, and I was wondering, how did you transfer from the mindset in, of mindset of Alex and Love Rosie to Alistair in the Right Club? Because they're both really different characters. Well, I'm glad you asked that question because I literally had like one day off. Uh, I finished this on a Friday. I had the Saturday off when I flew back to London, and well, no, we did a photo shoot on the Saturday morning. I then did uh, flew back Saturday night, and I started the um, the Riot Club on the Sunday. So in a sense of being very confused a lot, um, it, yeah, it was tough. I can't deny that. It, it, but they are two very very contrasting characters, and I think. What made it easier was the fact they were so contrasting. I was like hot and cold uh, devil angel, quite literally. Um, and I think it allowed me to kind of show my, my, my true colours, that I'm a nasty person <laughs> deep down. Um, but no, I, I really, really embraced the challenge. And I think it was very, very challenging at times. Um, but they were both 18, 19 sort of age <laughs> to begin with. So... For me, it wasn't it wasn't a huge stretch. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm a great actor, therefore it was so easy. Uh, it definitely was tough at times, but I think I was surrounded by incredible people a lot of the time. So Lily allowed me to be myself and uh, like made me the best Alex that I could be. And then obviously the Riot Club boys allowed me to be the nastiest person <laughs> possible. Um, yeah. Were you nasty from the off on the Riot Club or did you have a nice easy day to <laughs> just, just get into it? Do you know what? It was an easy day that I had to start off with. I didn't have any lines. I just had to walk into the pub. But that was that in itself. You know, I had to find how Alistair walked. Um, but no, but immediately, once you put costumes on sometimes, you completely feel the transformation. And with Alistair wearing that kind of posh uniform-esque thing and having the, the, the uh, uh, hair extensions put in, I immediately felt like a little rat, uh, <laughs> like a nasty vulture. So, um, you know, that, that definitely informed me quite a lot, I have to admit. Thank you. Thank you. There's a lady right here in the second row. Thank you. Um, I know, Lily, you mentioned that you've always wanted to play a pregnant and a British character. But I was wondering, is there any other characters that you've both always wanted to play, like a type of character? I quite l would like to play someone really horrible. I know it's weird, but I'm, I think that... It'd be too easy for you, though. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't know that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, I, I don't ever want to get typecast as one thing. And um, I think I have played a lot of characters that are um, sweet. Um, and not that not to say that they're not layered, that they don't have depth, but I would really like to go against character, kind of, and play something that people are not expecting. Um, and I think something where people leave hating me would be really fun <laughs> in a weird twisted way <laughs> um i have to kind of admit that one of my dream kind of roles uh or the sort of role that really is a dream come true is um uh, something that i'm hoping to do next which is called uh, me before you uh where i play this character who is not only sort of physically very very different to myself but emotionally he's very scarred and through the journey of the film, you kind of grow to love him. And I think something, something it's, it's kind of Beauty and the Beast-esque, you know what I mean? It's like that you kind of start finding the sweetness in him. Um, but somewhere, so, so that the transformation you go, or the transition you go through during that story is a sort of perfect part, really. Um, at the same time, I, I, you know, I wouldn't turn down playing Bridget Jones if that <laughs> was offered, um, or James Bond. 
<laughs> now that will be on the internet within five seconds. Uh, do you think you could ever play someone who owns a desk? And if if so, <laughs> how would you approach that character? Steve Jobs. I could play Steve Jobs. <laughs> no, I yeah. uh, let's go right over here. Well, uh, there's a lady right here in the second row. Hi, I'm Josie. Um, Hi, Josie. I wanted to know what was your favorite and least favorite things about working with each other. Favorite and least favorite. Well, my least favorite. <laughs> My least favorite thing is still a good thing, but it was an annoying thing. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not like a, it's not, it's not a bad thing, but it's annoying when you're in a scene that you're supposed to be really upset in, because he know he seemed to get me really fast, like how to make me laugh, how to make me cry. <laughs> weirdly, no. Um, how to like, how to push my buttons. So when we'd be doing a really emotional scene you'd just start making me laugh or like, <laughs> yeah, you do things, he'd do things. How that childish would, is that? I yeah. just make fart noises and she laughs. laughs. Shows my <laughs> sense of humor as well. Um, yeah, it was quite annoying sometimes. Uh, it was hard to surprise him in a scene because he tended to kind of know where I was going already, which I guess is a good thing because we got along so well, and but it was kind of annoying at the same time. Um, and my favorite thing is that... Um, I feel like this movie is most vulnerable that I've allowed myself to be on screen. Um, and it's quite terrifying having it come out soon. But I wouldn't have been able to be that vulnerable if I hadn't trusted him as much as I did. So I think the fact that you were very... Uh, I, that I trusted him so completely to, to be that way and that person allowed me to then go there as the character. Um, for me, th my least favorite thing... Well, where do I start? <laughs> Let me get my long list out. Um, no, I mean, for me, I, I think the thing that I kind of really despised um, was, <laughs> was, the fact, was the fact that I couldn't finish the movie, if that makes sense. Like, I mean, Alex is obviously only involved as much as he's involved, and obviously there needs to be another side to the story. Um, but there was quite a lot... Uh, especially with the baby and the, the the kids and stuff that I never really got to explore or I never really got to see that side of her on set as much as I'd like to have um and I think that 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 was quite irritating to me because I knew that I knew that she'd be an amazing mother like or you know portray an amazing mother um, <laughs> um and it kind of you know it, it made me want to be on set every day all day and a guy's got to have a break occasionally um, so on my days off, I'd still want to go to set to see her, you know, do her thing. I mean, she was incredibly, um, what's the word, um, captivating. Um, and that is equally my favorite thing about her, that she completely captured me um, and wanted me. No, she didn't want me. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I wanted to be captured, if that makes sense. I wanted to kind of be there and to be present and to be supportive and... In a sense, we kind of got to know each other too well that, you know, I, I totally, fully, 100% cared about her. So the moment I see her character start crying, I'd be like, oh, God, no, it's going to be really tough. And then you'd make a fart noise. <laughs> that's, my, that's my way <laughs> of getting through that was your way of getting emotion. out of it, exactly. Honestly, you should never sit in the cinema with me watching <laughs> The Notebook. <laughs> <laughs> it's just tears, tears, tears. Uh, did you guys get to shoot the relationship chronologically or did you have to keep going back and forth like where are we now where no actually yeah, no the not, first not day of close. no the first day of filming was when i visit him in boston and we shot a night shoot which is i guess that was like halfway through the movie 
Um, and then we went back in time, and then we had to go to do this big wedding thing, which is actually the end of the movie. And that Doctor Who, man, it we was were all, Doctor yeah. Who. And it was so hard for me because because of the aging, we had like five to six different hairstyles and makeup looks. And in one day, I'd have you hair got five or six. I got two. I know. I got the crap I'm hair. I'm a this girl hair. as well. <laughs> like, damn you! <laughs> so I went Jealous. from short to long to extensions to short to. I mean, it was like. We were flying around. Uh, we forgot to cover tattoos at times because there were so many makeup changes. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it was definitely not chronological in any <laughs> sense of the word. Okay. So keep uh, keep your eyes peeled for tattoos. Is that no, the, they, is that they, the, yeah. they spent thousands after the fact digitally oh, okay. removing them. Okay, okay. Oh my word! We have time for one last question. Wow. I saw you earlier on, so we will finish with this lady here in the front row. Sorry, guys. We have to do a premiere. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy to sit here all night if if not. Hi. Um, out of all the genres of films that you've both done, what's your favourite genre to do? Good question. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, don't know. Well, I think for me, uh, I've always, always, I think my favourite genre of movie is a romantic comedy. Um, so for me, this is the kind of perfect genre for me. And I think... It allows me to be my goofy self and to show the world that I am just one goofball without a desk. Um, I, you know, but I, I just, the, 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 the sort of on-set atmosphere, because it is a very light-hearted film and we kind of spent most of it making fart noises and making each other laugh, it became a very light-hearted atmosphere on set and therefore it was a very enjoyable set to arrive to every day. Um, at the same time, you know, I, I mean, I, no, I, I love every genre. I, I just want to work. <laughs> just give me a job. Um, I, uh, romantic comedy is something I've always wanted to do as well, but I, as a little girl, grew up just loving fairy tales. So doing Mirror Mirror for me, like a period piece that was a fairy tale, getting to live out these massive sets and huge costumes was beyond um, a dream for me, so... Thank you so much. We had to get you guys to the premiere now. So uh, thank you all for coming. Thanks for the questions. Thank, thank you. you. Lily Collins, Sam Clapton. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for your questions. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.